Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we're talking about Star Wars Ahsoka airing on Disney Plus and uh, pretty soon movie theaters. Interesting. We'll get into that a little bit later. Tonight, to talk about the episode, uh, Rebels and Clone Wars Aficionado, our very own Dot Chris. Here at my own lightsaber and absolutely no force ability. <laughs> yeah. And I'm your host, Bad Cody Sergio. So, guys, Ahsoka, one of the most popular characters in Star Wars, finally gets her own show. Much to the delight of Star Wars Rebels fans and Clone Wars fans who have seen her growing up as snips in the sky guys era when she wasn't really like to the warrior that she is now so uh chris we have uh eight episodes this time as opposed to some of the six episodes the other series have been going through like obi-wan and some of the other marvel shows as well um this time around we're getting a really fleshed out story from something that has been going on for years now so people are calling it the next season of rebels as opposed to just the standalone ahsoka show um we are four episodes in out of eight how are you feeling so far about the series um really good but definitely having pacing itis like uh like almost all of the <laughs> like disney plus shows that we've seen so far um i like what's happening i don't necessarily love how quickly it's happening or not thereof uh <clears throat> story is great um i feel like it Definitely feels more like the Sabine show than Ahsoka show. That's not a bad thing. It's just a weird branding. Um, but overall, I'm like I'm liking what's happening. Um, I feel like the last episode, um, like the you know the last few minutes had kind of like a <gasps> moment, but like overall, it hasn't had like some have hasn't had like the explosive moments that I've been waiting for. Um, that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that it's been like all right, cool. This like really does feel like rebels kind of continuation um where it feels more like a, the slower burn of that than um like fireworks and whatnot so um definitely solid definitely liking it um but also i'm tainted because i love rebels as well um, <laughs> so you as someone who hasn't watched rebels hasn't watched clone wars how are you feeling about it uh, well, well, I, I have watched uh, the majority of Clone Wars, and then I mm -hmm. kind of teetered off once, you know, like everything, life finds a way, life happens, you know, you got jobs, <laughs> you got things certain on. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I started watching the key episodes that you need to watch because of this thing called Star Wars Rebels that was coming up. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing some of the things that are happening, you know, I'm seeing, you know, uh, like uh, like a lot of the, the direction that was being taken to bring us into <laughs> Rebels. And then with Star Wars Rebels, uh, you know, watched the, the first season. Well, it wasn't really for me, and that's okay. Baskin Robbins has 75 different flavors. Uh, then I watched the the uh the key episode sort of you know like uh, I'm, I'm a i'm an anime watcher an anime enjoyer an anime fan there's always filler there's always like the key episodes you, you gotta watch looking at you naruto and one piece so went back to watch <laughs> some of the key episodes of things that were going on in rebels before ahsoka was even announced just because rebels is star wars canon as a star wars fan i want to be up to, you know to speed with what's going on in uh you know this thing that i grew up with the thing that i love and, um, you know, not having watched it from beginning to end, just some of the key episodes and even some of the things tying in on, on YouTube. Uh, so far, I'm liking this series. I like the the tone that Dave Filoni is uh, putting out there. I like he's making it more more serious, less like, you know, chuckly, less uh, like kitty like I see that he's trying to make a real Star War, which I appreciate. You know, he is a student of George Lucas. He was the Padawan and now he is the master. Um, <laughs> he was but the learner. Now he is the master. Uh <laughs> And at the same time, there are certain things that I do feel like I'm missing out on because I wasn't a Rebels fan. And I think also, uh, aside from liking it, there's also some things that I'm not liking because I think I don't have the 
rose-colored glasses, the vanilla glaze of uh, Dave Filoni, as a lot of people do, which is fine. You know, just like how I'm a huge fan of Jim Carrey, there are some movies people think are terrible that I really like, but because I have Jim Carrey bias, I give my boy a pass. <laughs> I think some of that is going on with Dave Filoni. But anyways, um, so, so far, uh, the continuation of the story of Rebels here, we have uh, Ahsoka in The Mandalorian who is looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Here, it's sort of the, the, the same thing. Uh, well, not really looking for Thrawn, looking for Ezra through Thrawn because I think it's easier to find you know, Thrawn. He's such a bigger presence. He's got you know the whole fleet out there. Um, lost amongst the stars since last we saw him and Ezra on, on the bridge of the Chimera being lost out there. Um, so here we're continuing her journey. And <laughs> it's interesting so far. Uh, the story, I think, um, I'm enjoying it overall, but there are some critiques I have. But a lot of the things I am enjoying, I think Rosario Dawson was a W pick. Absolute great pick for Ahsoka. I mean, I, I, even with, you know, the outlying, you know, outer rim regions of the Star Wars fandom who don't like a lot of main characters um, and a lot of people that have been added to Star Wars, they've, you know, even they, the, uh, the outliers think, oh, hey, yeah, she's doing a good job. Uh, you have some newcomers coming in in order to play the live action uh, uh, counterparts here. Like you got uh, Natasha Boradizio, hope I'm saying that right, as Sabine Wren. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is coming in to play Hera. Um, we also have uh, Ivana Sakino playing Shin Hati, a new Dark Jedi apprentice, and her master, played by, rest in peace, Ray Stevenson, playing Balin Skull, one of the Dark uh, Jedi there. Um, and of course, the talented and incredible David Tennant <laughs> playing Huyang. Man, what an incredible cast here. I mean, there's so many, there's so much talent here, and you see it on display. I mean, my favorite characters so far are the Dark Jedi. We don't know who they are. We see early on in the, in the series, they come uh, into contact with the New Republic, and uh, the, the commander there is like, wait a minute, they're, they're being, they're, their code is coming in as Jedi. That's not right. There's just no Jedi. I think these people are fake. So he goes down. So he gives his his, his second rank. Hey, you, you're in charge now. I'm going to go down there in person with, with a small security team and find out who these people are. And sure enough, we meet uh, Balin Skullpaper, Rain Stevenson, and Shinhata played by Ivana. And men, <laughs> do they go to work? And what are they doing? They're breaking out, if you remember her from the previous series. Morgan Elsbeth. So Diana Lee. Morgan Elsbeth. Yeah. The, the, the name, it's such, it's such like a non-Star Wars <laughs> name. Because you have yeah. like Balin Skull. She had, she, you know, Shin Hati. And here comes Sabine Ren, Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> <laughs> here comes Danielle. Like, yeah. <laughs> like her task, Elsbeth's task, is to bring back, bring back Grand Admiral Thrawn. Why is she bringing back Grand Admiral Thrawn? How is she tied to him? What was this, uh, have we seen her character before, Chris, in Rebels or Clone Wars? We've not seen her character. Uh, she is new. That being said, um, she is a night sister uh, of Dathomir. So she comes from kind of the same, it, the same um, race, like the female race of that um, Darth Maul was. Uh, so it, instead of like just mostly straight up warriors, um, they are uh, they're witches. Um, so they also interact with the force, but in a very different way um, where it feels more magic-y and spells and like, you know, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble type of feeling thing. Um, they do stuff with they it feels very like almost like decayed ma magic, like dealing with the dead. Um, 
so it is pretty it is pretty interesting and pretty dark um they're actually really cool in fact if you played through either of the jedi games uh, marin from um from the jedi fallen order or survivor games is also a night sister um one of the survivors of basically uh them coming in and uh, grievous coming in and just absolutely uh, pretty much wiping out the entire planet for the most part save a select few um yeah so kind of interesting there so that's that whole concept of the night sisters is definitely like a really cool and pretty well explored in the clone wars um not so much in rebels but um kind of set a really cool vibe and it's awesome seeing them bring some of that into uh into live action because when we first saw morgan elsbeth in the mandalorian i don't think we knew that she was that she was a night sister i think it's probably because it was a retcon just 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 plain and simple i mean if you're going up against you know a former jedi like ahsoka tano and you see outside of like the province that you are in charge of that she's wasting your guys away yeah and then she comes to fight you and you don't use any of your witch magic it probably a retcon (laughs) more than likely but also it was probably like all right if we want to use this character but like how can we make this character powerful enough to go up against the jedi and hold their own it's like all right what about these night sisters that i came up with she looks kind of she looks like not super creepy yet but like maybe a little creepy let's just make her creepier i wonder if if she uses her powers more because she's displaying them more and more as the episodes go on that she mm-hmm. gets more you know entangled looks more witch-like if that's yeah. a thing with the night sisters yeah i mean she's got the she's got the like tattoos on her face um don't know a lot about her yet but you just know that uh she didn't come to play it's interesting to see the the retcon to make her a night sister because she uses her magic on the MacGuffin. What's the MacGuffin? The item that the characters care about that we don't. Um, in order for Grand Animal Thrawn to come back, you have to find him because he sort of went off into the far reaches of space with uh, Ezra Miller there. Um, there's a Jedi Fallen Order artifact. <laughs> I don't know if like the Lucasfilm stir group is like, hey, uh, you guys over at Jedi Fallen Order in uh, a response, you guys are doing a great job over there. Uh, can we get <laughs> one of you to help out with the plot over here? Um, we need we need something. Uh, and the guy's like, well, in video games, there's always like an item, there's a puzzle. Uh, what do you guys want? They're like, yeah, okay, keep brainstorming, keep brainstorming, keep brainstorming, keep brainstorming, keep, keep coming at me, keep coming at me, as Dave Filoni like puts on his cowboy hat and tilts it more. <laughs> And uh, and he's just like, oh, okay. So we'll have this like like fifth element situation where you go down into a temple, you do a thing. Uh, this artifact comes up, and that's what you're going to use in order to find this other galaxy. Now, how we knew that it was there, or where, like, not important, not important. We got the mm-hmm. MacGuffin, we got the item that'll take us to one of the one of the main baddies um, in Grand Animal Thrawn. And if uh, the general public hasn't seen Rebels and hasn't read the timothy zahn books uh chris who is grand admiral thrawn so grand admiral thrawn is an admiral uh for the empire or was whatever what have you um and he is like a master tactician so he's not like a guy that or at least we haven't seen him in in rebels be someone that like you know jumps in and and does the fighting himself, um, which he can, he absolutely can hold his own, but he's someone that uses his mind to study his enemies and just like absolutely annihilate them uh, using like very sound tactics. Uh, So he has been, uh, so he turns out being one of the main enemies uh, that 
they face in in rebels um and spoilers if you haven't seen rebels but we've had years too and like what the hell are you watching doing talking about ahsoka if you haven't even watched the few first episodes which kind of tell you that um the finale of rebels is um ezra basically tricking thrawn into getting stuck in and pulled through hyperspace from these giant kind of space whales called the purgle um who have the ability to travel at light speed and they pull uh they basically blast off with thrawn and ezra um off to somewhere and kind of at that point no one really knows where so clearly ahsoka at the beginning of this has an idea that oh i think thrawn is alive um and he could come back so we got to find him and if we find him we're also going to find ezra so that's kind of the main um the main storyline that we're looking at here uh but as but he's uh he's a, a scary dude he's one of the guys that talks very very slowly deliberately and is just terrifying because you know that as you're talking to this dude he's thinking of six ways that he can defeat you in the moment it's great yeah, and, and along with uh, Grand Animal Thrawn, can you talk a little bit about, because uh, I, I think some of the general audience uh, is, you know, might be a little lost onto why we're looking for Ezra. So so as someone who has watched, like, the main bits mm-hmm. of Rebels, um, I, I kind of get the gist why, but uh, I have I have a lot of people who only watch, like, the live-action uh, Star Wars stuff. And uh, right now, this, this love letter to Rebels fans is growing great for everyone who's watched Rebels, but for yep. everyone else. And I kind of, like, put myself in the seat of the general populace right now in, in Star Wars uh, for, for the first time mm-hmm. watching a Star Wars property uh why why is ezra on everyone's mind why is everyone like like looking for him everyone as in like the the cast of rebels um and how is he tied to grand animal thrawn so ezra was the main character of rebels um he is a youth that ends up running into a ragtag group of a small little cell of rebels fighting against the empire um in which uh hera and Sabine were a part of uh, also included in that group uh, was a guy named Kanan Jarrus. Turns out Kanan uh, was a Jedi Padawan who survived uh, order 66 after his master basically protected him. Uh, so he, they end up taking in Ezra and finding out that Ezra has force abilities. So he ends up train Kanan ends up training Ezra as a Jedi takes him under his wing. Um, so, Ezra uh, has become becomes an integral part of the small rebel cell, which gradually joins the greater rebellion. Um, He was kind of key in in uh, working to actually free his home planet of Lothal, which is where um, this show kind of starts off where with the big city. He was able to actually uh, organize uh, basically the eradication of the empire on Lothal in part of which in doing so um, because the finale of that was Admiral Thrawn kind of leading a siege. Uh, he would on Lothal, they were able to uh, he was able to trick him in, in using the purgle uh, into getting rid of him and his uh, kind of flagship ship to get uh, him and all of the rest of the empire off the planet. So Ezra, uh, kind of a kind of a rebel leader for the most part uh he was part of that small group uh so they were kind of you know all misfits that became each other's family so as far as uh Hera Sabine uh that's who he was with most of the time Ahsoka pops in and out of rebels so she is there she is friends with all of them but she's kind of 
only in a few a few key episodes for the most part. So hope that's a little quick, a little rundown of who who the heck Ezra is and why they're. Dude, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, absolutely. Because uh, as as much as people are enjoying the show, and you know, again, being sort of like a general audience member, uh, because I just watched key parts of Rebels and I mm-hmm. wasn't too too keen on it. Um, it, it, the show, while I am enjoying it, there there are some critiques, and one of them is that uh, it doesn't really do much to really highlight some of the motivations of the characters in 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 my view and mm-hmm. i've been seeing that echo throughout some of the other uh people in the star wars fandom who mainly just watch the live action stuff so um i mean we have even right here in the chat a cake eating dragon i watched some of rebels but it was very much uh for a younger audience i'm sure tons of people missed out on the rebel story yeah so so right mm-hmm. now you know uh there are tons of people even you know like people like my dad who watch the live action stuff it's like oh who is this ezra guy why is this <laughs> thron guy so, so bad i mean you know, like, is, is Dave Filoni writing himself in, into a corner or is everything going to be explained later on? Because you have these characters who have motivations from a previous property. If you haven't done the homework, then it's just like, OK, what am I watching here? And then you have some people arguing, well, I mean, there are other properties that, you know, you have to watch stuff that came before. I mean, it worked out with Marvel here. If you watch Rebels, if you watch all of Clone Wars, then, you know, you're in good company. You know, Dave Filoni is writing a love letter to you. Uh, but for everybody else, it's like, you know, just just watch the thing. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, within well, too bad, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm wondering if if that's really good storytelling or if, if people because I mean, people are following along. But there's a point where it's like there's no explanation as to why we need this Ezra guy back. Um, mm-hmm. Just the only thing is like, OK, he's a friend of ours. Um, And and as we see, some decisions are being made that could potentially ruin the galaxy um, over friendship, but also this big bad who we also haven't really been explained or shown uh, Mm -hmm. is out there in the wings and he can come back and return. Uh, Why do we need him when Vader's around? So Mm -hmm. there's also some some critiques here with, uh, with with the show. So. Um, that aside, another thing I really enjoy about it is the the Dark Jedi. We have Balin mm. Skull and Shin Hati. Great creation, great original characters. We are getting a new Tales of the Jedi, so I hopefully I'm Ooh. hoping I was talking to a coworker about this. Like Chris, a, a Balin Skull and Shin Hati uh, Tales of the Jedi. I mean, hell, I would love to see where they came from. You know, especially like uh, Shin mm-hmm. Hati. Everyone's been really keen on her, calling her you know shin baddie shin hottie <laughs> you know <laughs> some weird people calling her force mommy there's there's all sorts of uh interesting things that the fandom has uh, come up with her balen skull played by ray stevenson rest in peace um great character set so far uh where did he come from and also chris how do you feel about more and more characters knowing anakin skywalker and knowing uh the turning to vader because um Balin was uh in a battle with Ahsoka in the latest episode uh the telling <laughs> Ahsoka uh you know I you know Anakin spoke very highly of you you know and few saw what he become um does this make for a compelling story does this make for uh, a character convenience what do you think about Balin Skull knowing Anakin knowing knowing that character uh I'm okay with him knowing Anakin what I do love about Balin is it seems like this is a true dark Jedi so not a Sith but a dark Jedi someone who clearly seems to be still following the teachings but maybe using them in a, in a different way um like a lot of Sith the Sith and their apprentice is a very adversarial 
role but here him and what seems to be his padawan who even has the little uh like braid on the side um seems to be more of like a a mentor mentee relationship um which i think is great and something that hasn't been explored a whole lot so balin clearly has been around a while so i think it makes sense that he would know anakin i i was watching something that there was um there's some companion book about the clone wars that was talking about how like actually well known that Anakin and Obi-Wan actually became kind of throughout the galaxy. Like they became like the here, like the heroes and became household names of like people knew who they were. So him being, first of all, a Jedi, that means whether he was directly, I mean, I believe he was in the order at some point, he may not have been a master or whatever, but him being a Jedi during that time, of course, he's going to know who Anakin is. Um, that being said, knowing what exactly happened, maybe a little sketchier, um, unless because right now we don't know whether or not he had worked like underneath him. Um, like what was the that kind of Inquisitor looking dude, Merrick? Um, like he kind of looks like an Inquisitor and we know that the Inquisitors kind of work underneath the Jedi, underneath Darth Vader. So if he actually is working with the Inquisitors, then I guess that probably might make sense if he's talking directly with Darth Vader. Um, but we don't have that connection kind of made yet. Um, so we're kind of jumping to conclusions here and reading between lines that maybe either weren't actually drawn or we're just wishful thinking that it wasn't an oversight. Um, but as far as him knowing who Anakin was, I'm overall, uh, whatever <laughs> weird, but it doesn't, it doesn't break the bank for me. Yeah, it's funny enough. I was talking to a coworker about this who's really heavily into into Star Wars, watched out of Clone mm-hmm. Wars, watched all the Rebels, and it's funny because he hadn't really thought about it. It was kind of just uh, <laughs> like when I asked him the question, he was like, "Huh, I already thought about that. Uh, how do I feel about that?" Mm-hmm. And I was telling him how you know uh, one of my main gripes with modern day Star Wars and modern day Lucasfilm is that it feels like a neighborhood far, far away, and not a galaxy filled with mm-hmm. different characters and lore and things like that. So does it make it smaller? And uh, what does he think of, you know, everyone starting to know Anakin? We had Reva. Now we have Balin. <laughs> In the next property, it's just like, oh, yeah, that guy Anakin who turned out to be Vader. Oh, yeah, you know, that, that classic chestnut everyone knows about. You know, everyone. <laughs> like, there's more and more people who I mean, just know. It's the same know- thing with Order 66, where it was like, at first, it's like, no one survived Order 66. And now it's like, like and now who, there's did, who did they actually Jedi. kill? Apparently, everyone survived. <laughs> there's so many more Jedi and so many more people. Just like, oh, yeah, I yeah. survived. I survived. I survived, too. Like, wait a minute. It's yeah. supposed to be this big, devastating, like, genocide. Like, yeah. what's going on? There, there's so many of us. I mean, is it really a tragedy now? What's what's going yeah. on here? Um, of but, note, uh, the first episode of Bad Batch, I, I was talking about Kanan Jarrus from Rebels, one kind of great uh, crossover thing is you actually see the moment of order 66 where Kanan Jarrus actually escapes. It's pretty cool, by the way. Yeah. Sick. Um, Sick. yeah. So, so stuff like that doesn't really ruin, you know, all of star Wars for me, but I just find, <laughs> I just find it fascinating how there's interesting story beats that kind of, uh, in my opinion, sort of like dilute the brand as uh, yeah. Bob Iger would say when it comes to, Marvel, you know, mm, there's so, so much saturation dilutes the brand when uh, he was talking in regards to Marvel, you know, stuffing so much, so many things uh, into a franchise that it kind of, kind of dilutes it. So it's not ruining it for me, but it is diluting it just a little bit. 
Um, not that I'm not enjoying Star Wars, but it's just like oh, another person who is Survivor 16, another person who <laughs> knows that Darth Vader is Anakin. Mm-hmm. Okay, more people that know about Luke and Leia. Another per. Okay, what are we doing here? But uh, hopefully, in Tales of the Jedi, Balin Skull and Shin Hati will be fleshed out because so far, to me, Chris, most interesting. I mean, by far, in my opinion, blowing it out of the water as far as like you know uh, motivation, uh, characters like like Balin Skull and Shin just overshadowing i think that the main cast here in my opinion you know i mean like like harris is Sindula, right like everyone <clears throat> like okay mary elizabeth winstead is coming in to play her uh i've heard some fans be like okay well this is not really the same hera um <laughs> you don't really know her motivate like a, a lot of the characters of their motivation what's what's going on here i mean she's a general uh she's trying to do her job but she's also holding meetings with with a council in order to investigate the possibility of uh of the big baddie granimal thron coming back mm-hmm. um they they found in a facility where they're breaking down uh empire ships and other things that uh there was a sect of empire loyalists who were sending off parts to a certain part of the galaxy and when she needs to look into it she holds uh a skype meeting galactic skype meeting mm-hmm. to ask the new republic oh hey do i have permission as your main general to go investigate it i'm like go go investigate i would think that would that would merit you know a a general going off and finding out but they're like nah it's probably nothing are you sure this isn't a ploy to look for your friend i'm like what is (laughs) what (laughs) crazy crazy but we do get a cold ass line where she's just like hey were you uh were you around during the wars uh were you were you in power what were you doing huh or you just you just you just sit back seeing which side won i was like damn that's a cold line Ooh, mm. Filoni was Filoni was cooking with that one. Don't get me wrong. I have some critiques, but <laughs> Filoni is cooking with some stuff here. I mean, he is absolutely chef, and I thought that was a cold line. The internet loved it too. Mm, it's already a meme. I loved it. <laughs> already a meme, man. But uh, uh, what do you think of the topic of some fans from Rebels and Clone Wars saying that the live action representation of their characters aren't really what they expected from all the years of watching them on screen? What What do you think, being a fan of Rebels and Clone Wars? Um. I think that the character of Ahsoka has in in Rebels has a bit more of a lighthearted feeling to her. Like, honestly, I think that Hera in this show seems to have more of what the like vibe that Ahsoka had and that Ahsoka in this show has more of a vibe of what of like how Hera was because Hera um, in the show, because eventually she becomes kind of rises a bit through the ranks of the rebellion and and does follow orders. And the few times that she does break them does not do so lightly. So I understand why she would go to the, like, you know, do her Skype meeting and figure out what can I do. And I get that. But she definitely like had more sass, like open, uh, like defiance in this than we would have seen. Like, I feel like Ahsoka probably would have been a bit more um open to be like yeah let's you know like either talk back or or like say like yeah we're we're gonna go do this because it's the right thing to do um so that's kind of interesting i don't yeah i don't love mary elizabeth winstead as as hera um like she's fine they haven't had her do too too much but i don't know i just feel like the 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 vibe isn't there and a lot of the show, I feel like a lot of the show is 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 all about kind of uh, bringing on the rebels, trying to bring on the rebels vibe, which is why there's a, like a lot of slow, quiet moments. And it's like, cool, let's let's get to the let's get to the action now, guys. Um, so overall, like 
again doesn't completely break it but i do not i i feel like the casting of hera is maybe not the best or just whatever the direction she got on on like on set is a little not not quite what we got from got out of rebels um but you know what whatever like that's my opinion in the end dave filoni is doing this and dave filoni is the one who did rebels and clone wars and it's his characters and he loves them so I, he signed off on it so all right but um you know I was looking for well, I mean, more. It, well, I mean, in that same vein, he's also human too, right? I mean, yeah. there's, uh, <laughs> you know, he could also, you know, make some mistakes. I mean, he is, I mean, he is a guy who came from the animated verse and he's yeah. doing live action. Sure, he's done some episodes of Mando and, and Boba and stuff, but this is his first big, like, live yeah. action thing. So I think he he is learning lessons as he goes along. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things I think he's learning is that uh, directing live action people is different than the animated stuff, right? Because I think, he had the fortunate fortunes to have a great staff of animators and special effects persons behind the scenes, people who were able to redo uh, a performance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Re- redo performance, e- able to emote the characters. Right. So really, he really mm-hmm. didn't have to like direct facial expressions. Stuff like that. I'm sure he had input. I'm sure he was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what the character's feeling and stuff like that. But it really was the animators who brought that to life. You know, like some of the pivotal moments that you remember, some of the heartfelt stuff, obviously like Filoni wrote it. And obviously, Filoni was you know telling animators the, the vibe that they need to get put across. Mm-hmm. But it was the animators who put that together. So now he's directing live action people, and I think uh, from my from my point of view, Hit it. Um, I, I, I think right now he's really learning a lesson of like how different animation and not having an animator make facial expressions and actually getting uh, your actors to come across a certain way because there is a big complaint. Um, across the Star Wars fandom, whether there's Rebels fans or the general audience, that the characters don't emote in this show. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they feel too stiff, too robotic, too droid-like. Um, and, and sometimes it's to the effect where I think uh, there's a whole talk of where Ahsoka is trying to be a Jedi Master. So, you know, the, the arms folded, people yeah. have contention with that, um, a lot of staring around. But there is a lot of scenes, and I, I saw this cut the other day, and it almost killed me. Of uh, all the slow moving parts of the story so far <laughs> in Ahsoka, where everyone's just kind of slow turning, slow talking, and and the dead space in between conversations, and I'm just like, this is hilarious because yeah, there's so so much of it because th- there's there lacks the George Lucas note of you know faster with more intensity, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think where we're needing that here, um, the latest episode did pick it up, but anytime the characters are talking, especially Ahsoka herself, there's a lot of slow head turning and methodical talk and i'm like can we i feel like 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 uh like the wizard from mighty python get on with it yes get on with it like come on like are, are we taking the piss here come on move this thing along my guy dude, so sabine think, with the orb killed me dude, absolutely talk killed about me. It. it was like five minutes of her holding a gun to an orb changing her mind several times with her body language but i was like okay but but like can you just can you just do it one way or the other like at this point, I'm pretty sure you're gonna hand it over to him. But can you, can you just do it? Like that took so that took so long, man. I think honestly, they should they could have edited episodes three and four down to like yes. one just absolutely 
crushing 45 minute episode that would have been like amazing i feel like you know feloni's used to these uh, like writing and and directing these half hour episodes and now he's probably like "Ooh, i can i can stretch my legs a little bit because i'm actually doing a full a full-on serialized story where you know rebels eventually became pretty well serialized but there was still some standalone stuff and you can still you know tell this part of a story in 30 minutes he's uh you know he's spreading his wings on this one and uh it's you know Let's don't bore us. Get to the chorus is what I'm saying. <laughs> don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Chris here cooking, cooking like <laughs> Filoni. Let's go. Uh, yeah, but no, I agree with you. Like the last two episodes, three and four could have been put together as one. And you have to think that maybe it was a direction from up top. Okay, we, we here we have Disney Plus. We got to stretch these things out to have a certain amount of episodes. But it's just like you guys are in control of this whole thing, right? So yeah. you you can't see in the edit, you can't see behind the scenes. Okay, what if we put these two together? and made like an hour long thing. I think mm-hmm. three and four put together would have been a banger of an episode. It'd have been trending a lot more, but I think they're trying to do these bite-sized chunks. And I, I personally don't understand that, that direction. Um, mm-hmm. So, so moving forward, I think, you know, I implore the people making this stuff and putting it together. And those who actually do have the final say, um, you know, cause I think it, it is an executive decision not a felony creative decision mm-hmm. to break certain things up. So I, I, I it kind of seems like, Polonius is making like the big chunks. He's making the story and it's being assembly lined and sort of cut up for, for consumption, you know, cause it, it, it is a business and it is a company, you know, put, putting it out there. Um, yeah, and it's with little, that you have certain people making decisions. It's a li- I think it's a little tougher with this because it is telling one big story as opposed to Mandalorian, which yeah, there is an art. There has been kind of an overarching story each season, but for the most part, the way that story was being told was probably like five like there was like three or four like full on this is the main story episodes but then there was probably like four or or like four or five episodes that were like mission of the week and maybe there would be like little bits of unraveling a a specific mystery um but overall so you can kind of do that you can take your time with that because yeah we're just going to go off and do this but like you can't really do that with or they haven't done that with this show they haven't been like oh we're getting a distress call and we're going to go check this out and we're going to go deal with this planet over here before we continue our mission um which i feel like would have like even that even though like i i want to see the story like I'm, I'm loving the story uh it probably would have made the pacing feel a little less jarring yeah absolutely i mean hopefully in the future they they, they get that going there uh so the main story here is to get admiral thrawn back now why are we bringing him back because the empire is frayed and there are people who still believe in its purpose uh you know unifying the galaxy under one rule um and apparently Admiral Thrawn's her way to go, even though, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't know the, like what's, what's part of the story. Well, he was but one anyway, of the top um, dogs in the Empire. So now yeah. that they know, but they, like, they're like, well, this dude's not dead. Well, we just lost friggin' uh, Darth Vader. We just lost the Emperor. Like, who is smart enough to not just lead our group, but also, like, make us bigger and better than ever? right to to retaliate and that's thrawn so there it's kind of a a hail mary pass of trying to trying to bring this dude back Uh, which is weird because ahsoka's trying to you know stop that from happening but also in order to stop them she needs to find them so it's that weird moment just like (laughs) uh just like the freaking indiana jones movie where it's like well you're both gonna go and do the same thing anyways 
So no matter what, we're ending up there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's so interesting. Um, and I want to touch on something that you said earlier. Uh, instead of the Ahsoka show, it sort of seems like the Sabine show, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe the show should have been titled like something with Rebels and not just Ahsoka. But I think that's a marketing thing, right? Because she's so popular. Uh, you have a star power of Rosario Dawson. But we're really focusing a lot on Sabine. I mean, even from the get-go, we have, uh, you know, this whole thing where there is this like ceremony in her honor for helping defeat <laughs> the, the forces of evil uh and mm -hmm. then you know she's you know this this punk rocker chick who you know she's so bad <laughs> like that's you know yo what did you <laughs> what do you think of that scene i thought it was so cringe right like date like dave filoni like god bless him like he cooks with some things but man the guy reminds me that he's a nerd dave filoni reminds me that and i'm a i'm a huge nerd too but dave filoni i feel like i can take his lunch money and give him a wedgie I feel like I'm, I feel like like in comparison to Dave to Dave Filoni, I feel like a jock in compared to Dave Filoni, because like he, he needs the audience who uh, doesn't understand these characters, you know, his beautiful, wonderful creations mm -hmm. uh, of Sabine Ren and Ahsoka. So we have Sabine, and uh, you know, they're looking for her in this like ceremony, thanking her and you know the other people involved, and like, oh, where is she? And it cuts over to like this, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams like Star Trek with like Kirk oh moment. My God. You know, where it's like this uh, space rock punk music and, you know, she, she's this girl who's like like full of color, you know, in her hair, on her clothes, on her bike. And we have this like, you know, it's, it's not in English. It's probably she probably listens to Paramore. Sort of we, we know. This yeah. And I'm just like, bro, Dave, Dave Filoni, you're a nerd, but I feel like I can take <laughs> your lunch right bro. Like it's such a it's such a cringe thing. We're like, yeah, Sabine Wren, she's a badass. If you're a general audience member, you don't know her character. Look, we're playing like punk rock music with like alien language in it. So you know that she's a fucking <laughs> she doesn't care about the rules. Or the law. She's on this barren highway traveling down with her motorbike. <laughs> like, I'm like, what Motorcycles is this? without a helmet. You know this. Yeah, this is so cringe. <laughs> so incredibly cringe. Hey, if you liked it, more power to you. Mm -hmm. God bless your soul. Um, it, I think it was meant, that scene was definitely meant to be uh, echoing of the intro to, to Rebels. It definitely mirrored, like, there's a, there's a bike chase scene on that exact same highway. Uh, but like yeah we 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 saw that before like if you're if you're trying to call back to the rebels people like we, we know that we know that happened because watch rebels and for those of those that didn't watch rebels why do we need to make this scene so long <laughs> is there another way besides oh my God. motorcycle chick to uh to convey the same information <laughs> like her, her introduction was longer than than ahsoka's and here's here's an unpopular opinion that i'm going to hit y'all with because even Cake Eating Dragon is like, yeah, that was a good callback. Is it is it callbacks? Is it references? Or did Dave Filoni get this homework assignment of making an Ahsoka show and he's just <laughs> biting off and copying his own shit? I mean, like, listen, self-cannibalism. Self-cannibalism. I've seen the side-by-sides where he's just recreating the stuff that he did <laughs> from Rebels and, and from mm -hmm. Clone Wars. It's like, listen, I get that there were callbacks, like like Star Wars is is not a stranger to those things, but when I'm watching people who do the cuts, the side-by-sides, the split screens, I'm like, my man is just reusing and rehashing the stuff he's done in animation. That's is, a Michael is, Bay shit right there. I mean, it, it, is, is that creativity from Mr. Saving Star Wars? Or, mm. or is that just the guy who's just like, well, now that I have the chance to do it live action, I'm going to do it live action. But brother, like people have already seen this. And for the people who haven't, like once they find out, like myself, like you see the split screens, like, oh, it, 
funny. Could you not think of a, a, a new scene? I mean, you have like Sabine when she puts on her uh, Mandalorian armor, she's walking down the steps, she goes up to the mural, and it's the same thing yeah. from the animated series, you know, like as Ahsoka's showing up. I'm like, buddy, like, why are you re why are you redoing what you are what you already did? You have a new mm. homework assignment there, pal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog, buddy, buddy, old pal, Mister Mister Safe Star Wars. Uh, what's going on? I mean, it, it, to me, I'm just like, wow. Like, I, I, I imagine myself if I was in the role of Dave Filoni and I was entrenched in Star Wars, right? I got to make Rebels. I got to make my own uh, characters that people know and love. Ahsoka blew up in popularity, and now I have the chance for live action. Me personally, as a creative, as someone who does work in production, someone who does uh, film and edit, like I'm not doing the same shit that you saw me do before I, i'm not going to take that risk of uh of either the higher ups or people my peers who see my work being like like yo coyote yo sir like why are you doing the same things you did but like like are you are you checked out are you well what's, what's going on here buddy we, we already saw this already why are you repeating that same thing it wasted so much time it, it's it wasted so <laughs> it much wasted time so much and, time <laughs> and, in, and in my and in my view, the Jedi, in my view, I think that time could have been spent with new, fresh ideas, hmm. moving the story along, getting us to where we need to go faster. Monty Python, get on with it. You know, not saying the the, the guy the guy you know isn't talented. Not saying the guy doesn't know what he's doing. But uh, there is this heir to the empire. There's this heir, uh, and I, I gotta call out the, the the fan base, right? The real staunch rebels, Clone Wars fan base. Y'all give Dave Filoni a pass. Y'all glaze this man. <laughs> Y'all glaze Dave Filoni. Oh my god! Like, is he creative? Yes. Has he done some cool stuff? Yeah. But I mean, if your guys repeating the same thing. I mean, is it real creativity? Is it real Mr. Safe Star Wars? I mean, c c let's be real. Let's be real here. If your friends were tasked with creating a, a new property, something for, for, you know, like the ages, something that should get the people going, and they just copy-paste some of the stuff they did, it's just like, yo, buddy, why are, you, why are you doing that? I don't know. Like, if I was tasked with doing that, my peers were like, you've seen that already. I mean, hell, like, whenever I edit packages and stuff, I don't use the same shots I did before or try to use different techniques. I'm not trying to you know i have like a stagnant thing that you're watching i mean even if even if i do like a follow-up story i'm not doing the same shots i'm trying to make it fresh i'm trying to make it different i'm trying to give you something you haven't seen before you know if it is an update on the story i want you to be able to see that it's an update and instead of you being confused like wait a minute didn't we see these same shots before in the last thing is this an update are you just copying paste why am i watching the same thing because when people watch the same thing they get or that's why we change and switch things up. I was like, trust me, bro, I work in production. You know, people tune into something and they see the same thing they get bored. They're just like, okay, we've seen it already. That's cool. But can we move the story along, please? I would love to see Grand Admiral Thrawn now, soon. I think, what if he did a bold thing in Lucasfilm, Disney Plus, Marvel, if we didn't wait to the latter episodes? to get to the meat and potatoes of the story people came to see. The advertisement with Grand Animal Thrawn, the advertisement with Getting Ezra. What if we were, ooh, what if we were, oh man, this might sound crazy. This might, this might sound like I'm, I'm just coming after you. What if we were creative enough to be able to get to those beats earlier and still have a show afterwards? Instead of doing that stuff later, 
and then waiting until we have to consume next product. Okay. Because I'm a big fan, Chris, of get the story out now. <laughs> Tell the story now. I hate this in gaming, in DLCs, part twos, whatever, whatnot. Like, hey, continuation in, in the next thing. Like, we're, we're not doing that. You know, TV shows, movies continued in the next thing. For movies like Into the Spider-Verse, you know, it makes sense why there's a third movie coming out. There is so much happening in that fantastic, amazing movie that it is impossible <laughs> to not make it four hours long, you know, because it's telling a huge creative story. Of course, it has to be a next one, another uh, Spider-Verse movie. But... They did a good job with the first one, sort of making a whole coherent story. And then it's like, okay, we can make another one. That, that sounds good. So here, I get that we have a streaming service. I get that we have people that need to subscribe and watch. But man, I, I'm tired of being led on to, okay, is this, is this going to lead us to uh, consume Nick's product, please? Wait till this concludes in the next thing. I'm a big fan of, tell your story now. People are watching now. People are interested now, same thing I said with uh, Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. It does leave off for a second season, but I think for the most part, they told a coherent story. But I'm like, you guys waited to see if audience would like it. If you believe in your story, you thought it was good, continue on. So now we have to wait like another like two years to get the next season of, of that thing. But a big proponent of show us the story now. Give it to us Make now. things and today like you aren't going to get a sequel tomorrow. Exactly. And then crazy <laughs> idea, crazy idea. I know. Be creative enough to have more story afterwards. You have the talent. You have the people. We can still get to the point up front and give us because I mean, this slow burn, man, it's killing a lot of people. The slow burns really getting a lot of people checked out of the show, you know, and again, I'm enjoying the show, but some of the slow burn, the slow head turns, the, the dialogue. I mean, episode three was, was anime filler. You know, like that could have been cut with this one, but man, let, let's talk about the most recent episode, man. I mean, holy crap, we, we got a whole bunch of stuff in here. So uh, we find out that there is a big gigantic device being made, the Eye of Scion, not to be confused with the Eye of Sauron, uh, being made in order to get Grand Emblethon. It looks like one of those- Oh, big, Halo? Like, uh, yeah, essentially <laughs> 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 Halo. It looks like one of those big, uh, you know, like like drives that, that the Jedi use to propel themselves throughout the galaxy with their Jedi fighters. So it looks like that thing on steroids to get Grand Animal Thrawn ship the Chimera back. So we find out that's what the Empire, Empire sympathizers were doing in that uh, deconstruction shipyard. They were taking down drives. They were taking down certain things and materials that they need and huge engines in order to build this thing to get Animal Thrawn back. So we get there. We find out, holy crap, this, this is a mistake. They're going to bring Thrawn back with this thing. This is insane. We, we got to stop this thing. So we have this we have this great Jedi uh, uh, moment with Ahsoka where she's being chased by uh, Shin Hati in, in, in her fighter. Um, they sort of get disabled in, in their ship, and Ahsoka puts on a space suit, <laughs> gets out in their ship, and starts deflecting ship lasers with That was some saber. Clone Wars shit that just happened. Right there. <laughs> I was like, what? But aren't, aren't, aren't the ship lasers a lot? I mean, can, can Jedi, I mean, it, it's... It's the other. It, it happened in 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 the Kenobi uh, show too, where the, the 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 speeders were firing at Riva and she was deflecting their fire. Like, aren't, aren't those things meant to go from ship to ship? I mean, uh, a Jedi hitting those back. I mean, wouldn't that like 
as some crazy ricochet. Or I, mean, I don't know. I mean, for story's sake and convenience, it's cool. It looks cool. But aren't those lasers meant for other ships and to breach other ships and destroy them? So if they're able to punch through shields and a ship's hull, a Jedi deflect? I don't know. It seems like a lot of, a lot of punch there. Well, we got we got a live action chopper. Let's not worry. Let's not split hairs here. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy about the the live action chopper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, hey, don't worry about that. We got <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry about that. We got <laughs> also her, her flipping around in space. Oh, don't worry about that. We got. <laughs> Does she have grab boots? Uh, that, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's, it's a fine. cool scene. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it's Star Wars. <laughs> um, they they go down on a very cool planet. Also. Like, 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 listen, y- y- y'all are biting a lot from J.J. Abrams here. We have the James Tiberius Kirk moment, yeah. you know, and now we have the uh, the Star Trek planet. We have this big red forest. Yep. From the Star Trek into darkness. <laughs> How like, thing. yo, is, is, is J.J. there in the background? Like, no, it'd be cool. Uh, do we saw those assets from that Star Trek movie that I made? <laughs> you know, I'm in the Star Wars family. You guys can use that. Here you go. Just you. <laughs> Okay, okay, brother Filoni, I see you out there, man. Biting not only your own style, but the other uh, creatives as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Star Wars creative. Um, oh man, I, I think it's great. So we get down to to, the, to this planet, we get shot down, and we have this cool moment where uh, you know Sabine and uh, Ahsoka sort of have to come together, right? Put their differences aside. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever animosity they have between each other to try to get Ezra back. This is their closest chance they have to get down to the planet they have to get to where this map is to his location and they have to go through these these dark jedi and um uh morgan in order to in order to to, to get it so uh balen skull sends out shin hati to go retrieve it he is guarding the MacGuffin uh map and uh, we get a pretty cool cool fight scene here um with sabine and shin and balen and ahsoka now, Chris, uh, here's here's a question I got for you and for the Rebels fans. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, how proficient in Jedi lightsaber combat is Sabine Wren? Because she was trained by a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but how proficient is she? How much training has she had? So she actually has had, she's actually been trained in lightsabers from several Jedi at this point, actually, because... Uh, part of the story of Rebels is that uh, they end up on Dathomir and um, she ends up finding the Darksaber. Um, and because the Darksaber was wielded by a Mandalorian, she actually has the Darksaber for quite a while. And Kanan, who had been teaching Ezra, decides that if she has the Darksaber, she should probably learn how to use it properly. So there's a whole thing where she they're trying to teach her as you know using uh a jedi technique and she's just not having it uh and then uh another um another mandalorian who's with them is like hey like you're a mandalorian i get that it's a lightsaber but you got to fight like a mandalorian so she kind of is so she starts to kick some ass when she kind of combines the two different the a little bit more of the two different styles like being careful because it is a freaking lightsaber but also um being able to lean on the Mandalorian stuff. So a, she's had some training already on using the dark saber. Um, she ends up actually handing the dark say, uh, say to Bo-Katan later. Um, and then of course we know that she has joined with, uh, that, or that Ahsoka has taken her under her wing. And one thing I do want to talk about is I actually kind of like this idea that, we're seeing someone that's trying to be a Jedi, but not doing a very good job at it because 
we're so used to seeing these folks that just have like an innate talent. They come into it and they just like pick up the force and they're killing it. And they're like, yeah, this guy's just immediately Jedi. It's kind of cool. That's the two cool things that Jedi things that we're getting at the moment. One is, okay, let's see someone that isn't adept with the force. That's trying to follow at least some of the Jedi path. And then also let's see some dark Jedi. Um, these are two real cool things that, that Ahsoka is bringing us. So I get that like, uh, Sabine actually is pretty proficient in a lot of different weapons. Um, that is part of her character. So it's not unheard of that she can kind of hold her own. She's not the greatest at it, but she's also not starting from zero. She's not like, uh, like, you know, John Boyega from, uh, the force awakens who just picks it up and just haphazardly <laughs> is like, Oh my God, what do I do with this thing? Yeah. I asked that because, um, it, it seems like for some reason we're, 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 why are we training Sabine with with a lightsaber? I mean, she she used the dark saber, right? And she mm-hmm. was, uh, I, I would say, well, like, what was he like, mid tier to proficient with the, with the dark saber? I mean, and there's also that green dark saber. I mean, that green lightsaber she has, apparently from from somewhere. Like, where, where, where does that come from? That's Ezra's lightsaber. So she, uh, so. She had the dark saber, lost, gave the dark saber away. This lightsaber that she's using now is actually Ezra's lightsaber. Uh, sorry, Ezra's second lightsaber. So Ezra actually had originally made uh, this kind of crazy lightsaber that also was like a blaster as well. Uh, but he lost that uh, in a fight with the Grand Inquisitor. And then um, when he came back, that was like a season finale. When he came back, he had a green lightsaber. So another one that he had built. And he actually uh, gave Sabine that lightsaber before because he knew that in order for his plan to work, he had to he had to get taken away with the Purgle along with Thrawn. So he actually gave her the lightsaber. So not his not. So that was his lightsaber that he gave to her. So that's what she has been using. Interesting. Now, because it seems like in the show that she hasn't used it for some time, like some some years. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what they allude to that. She hasn't really picked it up. She sort of like kept it in a trunk, you know, along with her. The last uh, communication looks like. With, so let's talk um, about the timeline a little bit, because yeah. I think that's important about. Uh, so we're now. So this is taking place after the events of Mandalorian season two. Right. Uh, so that Mandalorian season one takes place three years after um, Return of the Jedi. And then I believe season two and three are like two years after or like an additional two years after that. And Rebels kind of takes place pretty much leading up to um, the Battle of Yavin and or or rather the, you know, um, Rogue One leading up to that stuff. So we're talking about probably like a what, a six to eight year span, something along those lines between. between the end of rebels and where we are now uh so then between that time clearly she had been training with ahsoka but also it's been a while (laughs) since she's been with ahsoka so she hasn't touched that lightsaber in a while and she is she is gonna be kind of rusty yeah so from so so 68 years and then uh it seems like you have behind the scenes off off camera off uh the season here ahsoka kind of took her under her wing to train her she called her you know her master and stuff like that and apparently something happened between them and it just didn't work out you know she was i guess too sad about ezra she was she was moping about in her tower um cake eating dragon what a brat sitting on one of the best weapons in the galaxy and just lets it collect us because she's sad mm-hmm. her friend's gone bro her her not love interest sort of love interest but dave floney said people can 
have relationships without being in love with each other and stuff like that. But it mm-hmm. seems like there's a little bit more there. But he's also saying that that's not, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, so I, I, I asked that to say, uh, in that amount of time, wherever in part of the galaxy, there was Balin Skull and Shinhati, right? Like Balin, obviously, he said he knew Anakin. He was a part of the Order. He was a Jedi. He's very proficient. I mean, this guy's a tank, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a huge, big old, like, looks like an old school knight. You know, I love the references to what George Lucas um, sort of based Star Wars off on, you know, the Kira Kurosawa Samurai movies, the spaghetti westerns, uh, the serials, you know, like Knights of the Round Tables, hence Jedi Knight. Um, and some other things here, you know, your, your, your space wizards, <laughs> that whole thing of Merlin and Camelot, you know, everything that he loved growing up to see. Um, so along that line, you had Balin Skull, who somewhere along the line found Shinhati, his Padawan learner trained her in the ways of the force, trained her in ways of the saber. So she's a very proficient force user. I mean, earlier on the series, we see that when he was breaking up Morgan, he went down to the brig to go get Morgan himself, and he sent her to the bridge. Mm-hmm. He sent her to the brains, the operation of the ship, where there's going to be the most security, the most heavies, and the commanding officers. He was like, okay, a pr- Padawan. You go up there, and I'll go downstairs, and I'll 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 break out because you know there's going to be some heavy security down there within the brig. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're you're a badass. You can you can. And Shinhati went in there, and she wrecked, oh, wrecked house just just with a plum. She wasn't even looking in some of the directions. She was just deflecting sabers, <laughs> force pushing, just murdered an entire bridge. Uh, hell, even when she landed on the ship and Balin Skull was talking to the commander there, she went off immediately, just destroyed everybody around uh, the commander and uh, and Balin and went on her way. He sent her upstairs. So she is a bad... I, I love her character so far. Uh, Ivana, who's playing her, is doing a bang-up job. So it reminds me of Grimes a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and, and I have to say, you know, so she's tasked now in this episode with... Uh, keeping Ahsoka and her ilk, her lot, away from the map, right? This map, this ancient thing, has to sort of beam its coordinates up to the Eye of Sion above the planet so they can get these precise coordinates so they can jump over to Thrawn and get him because if you don't have precise coordinates in Star Wars, then bad things can happen. You can end up in the middle of a planet or whatever, even though the Rise of Skywalker just blew that out of the water, just didn't care about it, whatever. Um, So she's off to go destroy them, right? She's not... Shinahati is not off to go toy with Sabine Wren. She's not off to placate her. Her master sent her stop them from coming here. You know that you we just destroyed a, a ton of people. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this whole time. We've been working as mercenaries this entire time. So my force sensitive, my more than capital, badass, destroying, killing people apprentice is going up to and up with a Mandalorian who has had some training with a lightsaber, but hasn't used it in years. And this person, Sabine Wren, is able to keep up with Shinhati, a dark Jedi mercenary who's been proficiently working this entire time while Sabine hasn't touched the saber. And while Hu Yang, the android who's been around for, what, a thousand years plus, <laughs> has trained the Jedi, mm-hmm. he even told... Sabine and told Ahsoka to their face. Yeah, Sabine's not a good... I've trained thousands of Jedi. She's not a good candidate. She'd be the worst candidate for the Jedi Order. She's not Force-sensitive. I've trained thousands of Jedi. I've been around for a thousand years plus. She just doesn't cut the mustard. 
but she's able to go up against Shin Hati. I'm like, Filoni man, listen, 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 listen. Star Wars is a lived in world. It's a believed in world. We, we love it because we can believe in it, right? How am I supposed to believe that Sabine Wren, there's also a question you, Chris, how, how is Sabine Wren able to go up against Shin Hati? And let me just say, for all the fans out there, oh, no, so uh, Shin Hati was playing with her, touring with her. No! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Idiot! No, she wasn't. Balin Skull said, go stop them. There is nothing Shin needs from Sabine whatsoever. Or Ahsoka. Ahsoka and Sabine are there to stop them from getting to Thrawn. They're there to stop them to get the artifact and go do it themselves. Go off their own thing, right? Morgan has a directive. Stop them. We're going to go do our thing. We're going to bring Thon back, whatever. So people talking about, oh, well, Shin was touring with her. Oh, Shin does, doesn't really want to kill her. That's all cap. You guys are watching a different show. This is the <laughs> glaze. This is the Filoni glaze I'm talking about. You're a glaze in this, man. Because it makes no sense. The only way it makes sense is that you unfortunately have to break their fourth wall and think, well, Filoni just needs his beautiful wonderful character creation to look cool and to have a cool moment so he's fighting up against another you know another combatant with the saber that she has from Ezra and so it makes it it doesn't make sense within universe I'm I'm, I'm sorry so like it, it's it's just it, it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous I mean I mean I mean Chris am I, am I am I crazy here you might have a different take on this but do you see Sabine keeping up with Shin uh she did lose the fight but if we watch that fight, I've watched the fight multiple times. She's going up to Shin. They're fighting each other. She's proficient in saber combat when she goes up against Shin Hati, who's a dark Jedi mercenary who's been doing this thing for a long time. She took down a whole bridge. She took down a bunch of people. She stormed. She damn near, like, Balin didn't even be there. She stormed a whole Republic ship, like a capital class ship herself, <laughs> essentially. And Sabine Run, who hasn't touched a lightsaber in years, is like, no, yeah, I can fight you. Yeah. Huh? I mean, I mean, I would say make, she make pretty much sense. lost the lightsaber fight, but it wasn't her proficiency with the lightsaber that actually won. She had to throw some Mandalorian shit to to knock her down. That's my one thing. Am I saying is completely plausible? I mean, it's a stretch. 100 percent. I, I That's fine. I'm not whatever, but I don't think it's like she's not helpless. She's probably has like 10 years on this this Padawan of like fighting experience. So yeah, she's not great with a lightsaber, but then she used her Mandalorian, like what she shot her in the face with like the smoke or something like that to knock her down. And like, that's what actually really ended the fight. Yeah. She, she used her, her Mando stuff, which I agree. She's used more of her Mando things. I don't know why we're training her to Jedi when as a Mandalorian, they're trained to take town Jedi and they have their own, she has her own, like her cool stuff. She's a proficient engineer, right? She's like so, sort of a genius in that regard. Right. Yeah. Um, she's a more than capable Mando. I'm like, I, I wanted to see a Mando, her as a Mando fight, but like she breaks out the lightsaber and, you know, so before that moment of her shooting the face and stuff, before her using her Mando stuff, she was going toe to toe with which machine Hati. Like, like, was she doing some Anakin flips? No. <laughs> you know, was she doing some Obi-Wan flourishes? No, but they were go like, if you watch it back, they were going pretty neck and neck with each other. And then you see off the distance, Ashoka, uh, Ahsoka taking down uh, Mara, which R I find it so quick. funny. <laughs> I find it so funny. People were just like, like theorizing who that character was. I'm like, that's nobody. What are you talking about? People it are doesn't like, oh, matter. Ezra Miller. It's this person. It's Star Killer. I'm like, what? Why are we thinking it's a 
anyone. It's no one. He doesn't have a face. He's going to die. Yeah, and it tried to be no one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what are you going to bring up? I, I was going to say, I will say I am confused why they decided that Sabine was training under the Jedi arts at all. Uh, I don't think they've given us a good enough justification for like, yeah, this is why. Um, so I don't, I'm hoping we get something more tangible than we've gotten already because like also like Ahsoka left the Jedi order and like while she's trained as a Jedi, she's not really a Jedi. So why is she trying to teach someone who is also not a Jedi? Also when she was training under another Jedi specifically, specifically was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that as a Jedi. Like I'm a Mandalorian. I want to fight like a Mandalorian. Um, so confused. I don't know if they're going to tighten that up at all. Um, but at the moment it's just like, okay, well, but, but why? Um, yeah, that, that the, that's the, the hard the pill to swallow uh, at the moment. Uh, again, there's still time to justify it, but at the moment it's, it's a little weird. And, and wasn't it a line she said something about, uh, you know, I, I want to fight like a Mando. Wasn't that something that she said? She's yeah. She said something along those lines. Cause she, I mean, she was, her mom was like a high up on Mandalore as well. She has always like trained as a Mandalorian was an engineer. She did everything for all intents and purposes. She's a Mandalorian, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious why this is necessary. And maybe we'll get a good reason of, of, of why it is, but also maybe we won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <We> so, <did. laughs> that would be so terrible. It's just like, no, we, we just wanted to, to be, have a cool wanted, moment. We need more Jedi. Cool. Yeah. We need more Jedi. It looks cool. Every, yeah. Everyone has a force. Everyone, everyone has a force. Everyone's proficient. You just got to train. It's fine. We're just going to recreate all the moments from star Wars. And yeah. Just put it in here. You know, we, we got the, uh, you know, the Luke training with the, with the, <laughs> with the helmet, with the blaster shield over. We got the same thing going on here. We got the uh, the space the space mm -hmm. battle dogfight with uh, with Han Solo and Luke. And uh, like, oh, I got one! Hey, don't get too cocky, kid. We got that <laughs> going on here. Except the line delivery is not as great here. Did Ahsoka look bored during that? She's like, all right, that's great. All right, Sabine, what do you what do you need from me? Okay, great. Like, yeah, just keep shooting him. All right. I'm like, what is that? Why is this such a weird direction? I, yeah, it's she's, so strange. She was a much more engaging teacher in the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so so strange, but cool cool moments like down there on the red uh, Star Trek into darkness mm -hmm. planet there. Um, so Ahsoka dispatches Mara, which uh, it's so funny. Everyone was just uh, sort of thinking there was somebody. Um, gets gets uh, the Dathomir smoke comes out, so we have some Dathomir and witch magic going on there. Yeah, uh, she runs off ahead to go to the star maps. Sabine and uh, Shinhati are still going at it. So and Sabine she her stuff. real quick when she dispatches Merrick, it's very reminiscent of how uh, Obi Obi Wan took out uh, took out Maul. Yeah, at the end, same thing. Like one big strike, build up, just boom, one strike and done. And it was like, oh, all right, she she picked up some tricks. Along and you way. see the and you see that the smoke come out of him, kind of like uh, Savage Opress when he was. Heck defeated. yeah, you know, just like Savage Opress. Yeah. Again, it's a moment where Filoni's just doing the hits. <laughs> right, he's he's playing a Kazi guys. Remember this one? And now for my my famous hits. So you guys like that one? And Kazi's like, yes, we love it, Filoni. Uh, opening my and face. closing with Freebird right now. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, incredible. Oh my god. So Ahsoka gets over to to Balin, and man, I love 
this fight and i love it's this cool. whole scene with balin and ahsoka hats off like this is what this is the taste the seizing that i was waiting for i feel like ramsey this is a taste you're waiting for you know we have this interesting <laughs> conversation where balin like doesn't seem like like, like a bad guy he seems very prag pragmatic mm -hmm. which is why ashoka tries ashoka tries talking to him like hey you seem like a reasonable guy you would throw the whole galaxy into chaos by bringing admiral thrawn back you, you would start war and he's like i won't start war that he will but there's you know he's a means to an end and you're like wait but what, what's what you and, and i like that mystery of like what does he mean like what is what is yeah. Aelin's goal here because he just kind of acknowledged that yes war will come yes like uh, it, it, dark times might happen again because of thrawn coming back but he's like there's a reason why and he he doesn't seem too bad I mean, even when he's talking to morgan and uh you know she sends him down to go up against ahsoka and and uh you know destroy her essentially he's just like oh you know there's very few of us left and she's like oh sentimental oh you know truth <laughs> the guy i i love the character he's not mr evil bad guy henchman he has no. some flavoring to him you know and i think it's so great same thing with shin she seems so unsure about morgan and every time morgan gives an order she looks at balin like master what are we what are we doing with this lady i mean you know we can just kill her we, we don't have to listen to this like what's what's going on here and uh and there's something interesting going on there with shin like you know there's some thought behind her eyes um but it, it, nevertheless she does what her master tells her so ahsoka shows up and they have this you know this this little uh conversation and then they start into the battle because balan's like listen i can't let you through right like join me or or get out of my way so they start having this lightsaber battle the man like the forms this the 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 george lucas throwback to what he was basing Star Wars off of, the samurai movements, the different forms of the sabers, absolutely on display. Ahsoka using one saber in which people were like, oh, like she respected him and didn't use two. No, it's because he's his strong opponent and it's better <laughs> to use one than focus her energy and her power using one saber than two. If you played any games, you know that, you know, the, the, the double saber is lesser. It's built for multiple enemies and mm -hmm. great for dispatching blasters, but one saber is always more powerful. So it wasn't respect. It was like, this guy's a problem. <laughs> yep. This guy's a problem and I need to deal with him. And man, like, what, did, what do you think of, of this whole scene, dude? I, I loved it. Like, what was your reaction when you were watching it? This whole episode was just a great episode for Balin, where it's like, this guy is, he, he feels like he knows what he's doing. He knows what his mission is, but he doesn't feel like, completely uncaring about anything else right like it seems like he knows he's got to do something and he knows the weight of it um i just think he's such an interesting character and i feel like one of the reasons we're gravitating to him is a lot of the other characters like we know their backstories through other means but balin we don't and he doesn't seem like a traditional just like evil for no reason and he does he doesn't you're right he doesn't seem evil he just is like uh he knows what he's got to do and it's not great, but he's in it. Um, yeah. I mean, he knows how to, to manipulate people. Clearly he's like trying to read people's minds half the time. Um, he seems like a guy, you know, he tells Sabine, like you, you give me this orb. I'm going to, uh, I'm, you're, I'm going to protect you that like, nothing's going to happen to you. And you, you feel like he means it. He's not just doing whatever he needs to. He's, actually owning up to his word um just 
really great acting really cool character i am i, I do want to see more of, of him figuring out like how did you get this way what was your role in the jedi order before this um like is he someone who's an inquisitor pretty much all the inquisitors have those crazy spinny circly lightsabers and he doesn't so i feel like he's not quite with them and again it seems like he's still following some parts of the jedi order it's it's just super interesting and a cool and different take on the jedi so um loving it want to see more i really love the dude's hair and <laughs> like like beard as well it's on point ray stevens voice is killer everything about this character is Dude, perfect absolutely incredible the, 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 he's such a menacing character he just towers over ahsoka you know like towers over morkin he's this big broad guy even like his fighting style is just so like it's almost like he's wielding like a broadsword, like like an English knight, you know. Hell yeah! Like 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 his lightsaber is on like the the, the hardest like setting, <laughs> you know. Because every time like he swings, it just feels like there's there's a power there and a force. And only Ahsoka, who's you know she loves battle, you know she she relishes it. She almost has a smirk mm -hmm. when she's fighting him. She knows how to deal with uh, with things like that. And just like Yoda said, it's not about size. It's not about this. It's you know like through through the force you can wield certain things and be able to go up against big opponents like that. Um, and there's an interesting little little tidbit. Uh, that we get here where Ray Stevenson, you know, talks, I mean, uh, where Balin Skull sort of talks about Anakin. He's like, oh, Anakin spoke highly of you, yada, yada. And then uh, there's a part where they cross sabers and he's just like, your legacy, just like your master's is one of, you know, like, 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 I forget what he says, but, you know, like destruction and or whatever. He's just like, bro, like you're like you in my way is, is what's going to bring the downfall of everything. And you yourself, have been a part of these and i was just like oh what is this he's like challenging her on her ideals and what she's done and what's what it, there is to be and i really like that that part of the fight because it just gets into the head and balin seems to have this power where he can get into your head and sort of see your turmoil, turmoil and see it use against you because he sort of closes his eyes for a moment and he sees anakin he sees the the regret that she has like maybe if she didn't leave Anakin might not have fallen. Maybe she could have been there in his lonely times. Maybe she could have been there, you know, to, to, to be his snips, to be his, you know, right hand. You know, who knows? I mean, she does have that regret in her. So he's like using that against her, you know, like as, mm -hmm. as, as a former Jedi, she's not going to use her anger. I mean, it does come out every so often because she's no longer Jedi, but, you know, she still uses some of the teaching. So, but for him, it, 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 it'll fuel him. <laughs> it, 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 makes, it makes no difference. And, um, you see, uh, you know, like Shin show up, and then Ahsoka sort of loses. She's just like, "Oh no!" Like if if Shin's here, that means that Sabine's gone. And then she kind of uses her rage to just freeze Shin in her tracks, sort of a Kylo freeze. You know, when Balin tells her to get the map, um, and flings her up against a, a rock wall, and oh my god, it knocks her out. I was like, gosh, damn, when Ahsoka uses her feelings like that, holy crap, she's powerful because like she she's pretty strong too. But Ahsoka's like, no, nah, I'm your senior. Get get this work. Get get yeah. absolutely handled. Holy well, she, crap. One interesting thing about Ahsoka is that she because she was trained like Anakin, she has a lot of similar traits as far as like bending the rules, maybe using her anger more than she should, things like that. And like when when she sees Anakin, it's like, or like finds out what happens to him. It's like, whoa, that like could have been me like real easily. The only reason she left the Jedi order was because she got screwed over where she was um, framed for murder. And then she had to go on the run. The Jedi order was after her and didn't believe when she said it wasn't me. I was framed. 
Um, and that's why she ended up leaving the order. But she's like seeing all this stuff going down and being like, yeah, that that could have very easily been me. That's the guy that that taught me. That's the guy who that I model like that's how I resolve issues is the same way. So like clearly Anakin is obviously a sore spot because she sees a lot of that in herself. Um, but which is why you see you see the rage come up every once in a while, because that's kind of how she was taught to give a little extra boost. It's crazy. Dude, good it stuff. was great. See, great see, scene. Seeing that moment, seeing that moment was sick. Where Rosario, like, and, and that's the thing when Rosario emoted when she's like, even when she's going up against Balin, when he's like taunting her, and you see it come out with the Ferrazzi, he's like, "Yes, there we go. There's his seasoning yep. on this chicken we've been wanting here." I mean, that <laughs> fling was just like, "Gotcha!" <laughs> like, oh my god, she tossed crap. her so hard. I was like, "Ooh, I felt that one, bro." <laughs> I screamed. I was just like, "Get her!" I was like, "Get her!" <laughs> I get her. You think so? He's like, "Get her! Get her! Show her! Show her what's up!" Show her what the force really is. And even <laughs> shit was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> but then Sabine does show up. Sabine does show up. She's like, oh, Sabine's alive. And she grabs the map and she's like, uh, uh, get away, get away from Ahsoka. I'm going to destroy the map. I'm going to shoot it. And you see Ahsoka like, do it. Do what must be done. Because that's Ahsoka. Do what must be done for the greater good. Destroy that map it's the old door throw it into the fire <laughs> <laughs> toss the ring into the fire right into mount doom you know and you see her the struggle she has and 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 it, it kind of goes to what you said uh, earlier like it takes a while for her and she's tussling with it because you kind of see she's like well this is the way to you know my buddy ezra my not love relation relation um you know because you go that hard for a friend uh <laughs> well, she does. it's like family uh, and, and, sabine so sabine as a whole was very hard to get along with so mm. like she when she finally got along with ezra it's like all right that's her brother i would say you know it's it's a line between whether it's like my brother or my boyfriend can't really tell but um but that's why she's she's so adamant it's like it's like, it's like, it's like the, that fine line of they like like each other but it's not really in the in the cards for them or something like that like they're afraid to go through with it because they're friends the type deal all i'm saying is if we get like another like rise of skywalker ending with how that all resolved i'm gonna be a little, <laughs> little but whatever it's a, <laughs> is that a regular <laughs> oh uh, uh yeah like is it sabine ezra like cesra i mean listen if it happens whatever but like Irbine. oh my god i hated that in res skywalker Irbine ren anyways <laughs> oh man anyway so so so, so balen's just like gotcha bit and then he just like hits ahsoka <laughs> off of the cliff yeah. just like one one swoop just just powers it just uses the force he can in his saber and just knocks her off and man this is such such a disney star wars thing that that slash i mean my god we're we're we're, we're so afraid of people losing limbs of, <laughs> of getting any sort of mortal or whatever the way he slashes her with that saber like he hits her saber but it's he's so big his saber's so big that swing it hits no other part of ahsoka just her say like okay all right whatever buddy um anyway uh and she she goes off the cliff like like sabine's like no ahsoka um you know kind of a kind of a darth maul moment <laughs> uh and then balin turns around and since Sabine does the, one of the dumbest things you can do to a force user to a lightsaber, you just start sh shooting him with their blaster. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually, the way he moved was so, it was like a Terminator, dude. The way he was moving his lightsaber, deflecting her blast and just slowly walking towards it. My a God, beast. that was incredibly terrifying. Bro, I was like, this guy is an animal. <laughs> Let's go, Balin. And she's like, okay, let me stop shooting for a second. Then he talks to her. He's just like, hmm. 
I sense, and he he goes into her mind, sort of like uh, you know, like 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 a dark Jedi, sort of like Sith move. Uh, you know, like we have seen it with Kylo Ren, where he goes into Poe Dameron's mind, and he sort of like you know sees where things are, like plays on the weaknesses. Um, even even with with Ray and Ray does it back to him. Uh, he's like, hmm, you're you're fade for your friend. Like, listen, if you work with me, come with me willingly. Like, I'll you'll see your friend again. You'll see Ezra. He's out there. He's with Thrawn. Let's 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 do it. You know, and no harm will come to you. I promise you. And I was like, damn. Like, and and you can you can feel that he's being sincere. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's not he's not a maniac. She kind of sees that too. She's like, Well, this is my only option, sure. And were you surprised that Sabine gave it to him? No. Well, was it was, was that a shocker for you? Or, or was it like a, a gasp moment for you? Or were you like, oh, I mean, right. I think it makes sense because like what would have happened if she destroyed the thing then he would have just murdered her because there's nothing that she had that he needed anymore and would have been pissed like (laughs) that was she would have given away her own bargaining ship and like her main goal here in all this she doesn't really care about Thrawn she wants Ezra back so it's either she hands it over because she's not escaping um or she loses Ezra so you know that was of course what was going to happen yeah, I mean, fans across the, the Star Wars fandom were shocked. They're like, oh, my Sabine, what? And it's just like, damn, sure they want an Ezra back. <laughs> w Ezra. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's another galaxy and got her stuck. <laughs> my man, my man, my boy. <laughs> we'll do some more there. Um, so he, he puts he puts the map back in there. It, it gets the coordinates up to the eye. Scion and Morgan's like, oh, great. Uh, you know, Balin has rectified the situation. Oh, okay, send the shuttle down for him. He's like, all right, let's go. Destroys the map. Uh, well, before he does that, Shin, like, <laughs> she she revives in the background, and you see Sabine start it? choking, and there's Shin, like, you freaking did. You, <laughs> you got the best of me, huh? Using your little Mandalorian tricks, huh? How you like this? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, why didn't she do that earlier? Anyway, because, <laughs> you know, it would have been too convenient. Anyway, because we wouldn't have had a scene. If we, and again, breaking the... Baloney, man. There's so many fourth wall breaking things where it's like, okay, this works if you think about your script needing it to work. Anyway, um, starts choking her and Balin's like, hey, Shin, release release her. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> we need, I, I gave her my word. You know, it's kind of like Wolverine talking to X-23. Stop. Like, Come Stop. on. Hey, Put it down. Relax. Put it down. <laughs> relax, kid. Put it down. <laughs> relax, kid. You know, and she's like, oh, okay. You know, and it shows, sort of shows the reverence she has for her master. Like, damn, she's really into the, to the, uh, the Jedi arts and the force there. She really adheres mm-hmm. to, to her master. Like it's, it's incredible to, to see. I mean, it, it also shows how powerful yeah. Balin is, you know, if someone like Shin Hati is like, okay, you know, I acquiesce due to your leadership here. Um, and they're like, okay, destroy the map takes her in as prisoner. They go up to the eye of Scion. Morgan looks over like, huh? Who's that? We got, okay. Y'all capture one of them. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this thing. Also, they bring her right to the bridge anyway. <laughs> so they start to, 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 to blast off and Hera comes in with, uh, with, with, with a rogue squadron here. You know, she's like, listen, the council won't listen. Uh, enough of these politics. I'm a general. Let's go. She, she takes it. So some of these, uh, these X-wings with her and one of them's, uh, what's Carson. His name? the guy who was, uh, in Mando. Carson, yeah, we, we get to see him. So that that was pretty yeah. neat. Um, and he's like, all right, we're we're with you. And you're like, yep, that's the rebel spirit. And she takes along uh her son out of this danger. Why why? I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> <You know. 
Hey, we're going on this dangerous, treacherous mission where we get, we we're going to find out, uh, we're going to, to the location where these Empire sympathizers are building something in order for Grand Animal Thrawn to come, Grand Animal Thrawn to come back. My friends might be in grave danger. Hey, son, get, why don't you, why don't you come along, come along with mommy. Come on, take your child to work day. Why? I Here's don't your juice know. box. I'm going to be shooting because these bad guys in the face. Is, <laughs> here you go. Because again, fourth wall, Filoni just needs him to be yeah. there. I guess for the one line of, I got a bad feeling about this. I guess because he's more sensitive, because the dad. Mm. And I, I don't know. Make no sense. Makes no sense. Especially like being an uncle is just like, there's no way you'd bring kids in those situations. Whatever. Anyway, it's 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 cool. It's for the line. Who, who cares? <laughs> Star Wars. Don't don't think about it too much. Don't think. Don't think just enjoy Listen, the product. Ch Chopper was sitting there in the much. background, and he was delightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't think about it too much. Even though there's so many times where they give you things to think about. Anyway, like <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> so Hera comes in. Uh, she's like, "Holy crap! Look at that! What? Like, what is that? Oh, that's gonna bring back thought. Holy crap! That, that we gotta stop that thing." The head's straight Go get her, Ray. It. They're about to jump into hyper. Yeah, yeah, they're about to jump into hyper. They're spooling up. They're like, oh, crap, they're going to jump. Oh, my God. And the moment you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to Hera and to the rest of the ships? And they jump. And, man, what a beautiful ILM. What a beautiful vision. That was All sick. the ships, man. <laughs> the the ship work in the show is, is awesome. You go, this, is, this is where really the Disney good budget work. went. Yes, this this is in Star Wars right here. Just the beautiful imagery of it being blast off. And because there's nothing in the middle, the ship kind of just like goes through uh, the squadron yeah. there. And uh, you see some of the ships get exploded. You know, there's like some, some lightning in there. Really cool effects. Of course, Hera is perfect. <laughs> like people, people, are, people in the other X-Wings are dying. And Hera's like, I'm one of the main characters. I'm fine. The shame that her son was decapitated, though. I'm, no, I'm just <laughs> 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 He's fine too. We're both. We're, of course, we're not gonna yeah, die. We're, we're, we're good here. Again, fourth wall breaking. Yeah, we're we're good here because we. Um. So the theory blast off, but man, what what an episode you have! I mean, back on the planet, you have um, uh, the robot. Uh, you have Hu Yang. The the droid is just like trying to, ha to hail mm -hmm. Ahsoka, trying to hail Sabine. It's not finding both of them. What's happening here? We're sort of the zoom out of the forest. So he's down there not knowing what's going on. Sabine's off, blasted off to go get Ezra. And then we cut back. Oh, what did happen to Ahsoka? Is she dead? The camera pans over the ruins where they just were with the map, over the shore. And we sort of get this nice fade into, again, island. Killing it here! Into the stars. Into this pathway. And we see Ahsoka on this illuminated pathway just waking up. And what seems to be... And you'll have to explain this. The world between worlds. Now, before we get to the very conclusive ending, what exactly is the world between worlds? On my tertiary look here and just watching some key stuff, like it's it, it's not time travel. It's a world that's impossible to get to. It exists beyond time and space. Yes. Uh, so this was... So the reason this whole thing is incredibly interesting is that... Uh, Dave Filoni had set up this idea of um, of these beings 
involved with the force uh the mortis family there's mortis and who's kind of neutral son of mortis who's like a dark side uh and daughter the daughter of mortis who is like the light side and they're kind of tied to the force throughout the galaxy there's a whole episode where ahsoka obi-wan and anakin land on that planet um they have a whole interaction with with all of them um the balance gets kind of thrown off they've kind of established these characters that these are kind of the apex of all this so just like really like high level force stuff going on like just really like core just the purest essence of the force is like these folks so cut to rebels where um the empire is looking into these um is is looking for something they're basically looking at these ruins of this this temple um that was on lethal and part of the temple all these like uh these pictures that they were looking at is actually the mortis family the three of them being depicted in in a photo uh ezra ends up finding a way in basically he finds a way to get through this painting or this picture that is really a doorway and he ends up in this world between worlds which is kind of like a, a place that exists outside of space and time um, that seems to be tied to the force so we had been here before in fact uh, there was a previous in a previous season uh, there was this phenomenal episode uh, where Kanan and Ezra and Ahsoka go to investigate the Sith temple um, they end up teaming up with Darth Maul trying to to get uh, get inside and find um, basically find the holocron that's that's hidden at the center of it throughout this um, Darth Vader ends up showing in showing up and it's the first time that Ahsoka has seen Darth Vader the two of them start fighting and basically she tells everyone to leave she's got this one they leave and as they all leave the building basically it, explodes collapses um seemingly with ahsoka inside it that happened like a season before in this so later when they end up in this world between worlds one thing that ezra ends up finding a doorway that leads him to back to that ahsoka fight uh and he's actually able to pull ahsoka in through the doorway before the building completely collapses they have a bit of an interaction. Ahsoka ends up going back through the doorway now that the, the building has already been collapsed. And then we pretty much don't really see her for, <laughs> for the rest of the time. So we've seen this area before. We know that it is involved with some sort of time, metaphysical time travel outside of space and time. Um, so she's been here before. So that's why it's not a super surprise. It's not the first time that we've, we've seen this. Um, so, What's very interesting about all of this is that if we look back at the Colin Trevorrow original script of the Duel of the Fates, the original bad guy was supposed to be the son of Mortis, which is, again, the basically purest dark energy. So the fact that we are now we had this amazing episode in Rebels that kind of brings back this whole concept. We knew that that was a part of the original script that got dropped i'm actually wondering my big theory is i'm wondering if filoni's trying to bring back that big concept and trying to almost retcon and bring those ideas back because we're actually bringing in some of these theories these big picture greater force ideas that he had established before um i find this all super interesting and it would be awesome if that's the direction they go in here um but i don't know we're gonna see what happens that's kind of the 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 big thing there i know i just 
ranted like a shit ton. Hopefully, half of it made sense. No, 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 no. That was great because because uh, me not watching uh, like Rebels. I mean, uh, I saw that you know there there was that moment of you know Ezra sort of saving Ahsoka before she mm-hmm. gets killed by Vader. So. Wait, which is also confusing because I saw an interview with uh, with Filoni mm-hmm. where he talked about how the world between worlds isn't time travel. Um, it's supposed to be sort of like like a library, but at the same time, it's like, well, Ezra pulled Ahsoka he out literally saved her from <laughs> from that moment. So it is sort of time travel because in that same interview, he also said, you know, you don't he doesn't want it where where they're breaking the rules of Star. He was very methodical mm-hmm. in this interview with what he said, and I think it was like an official like a uh, Disney thing where. Um, he doesn't want to break the rules where you have time travel, where you're rewriting things and you're redoing right. Star Wars history. And that's not what happened. But you also kind of did. Yeah. But I mean, it's not what happened here, but isn't that kind of what happened when Ezra pulled her out? I mean, she was supposed to die there. But she, but she may not have been before. supposed to die. So he saved her, but it's not like mm. she died. He goes, oh my God, her de- she's been dead. I'm now going to go back and save her. It was like kind of an accident, but also it did save her, but she did continue. She did go back. Right. So she went back there. I actually the first time I watched Rebels, I forgot that she went back. So I was like, oh, did she just jump like three years? And so, <laughs> but uh, but no, she goes back through there. So but he was always supposed to save her. So part of the reason of so there's a, a whole thing throughout Rebels where there's this owl that shows up every once in a while um, with these in these big force moments. So that owl kind of indicated because the owl shows up at these moments means he was always supposed to find that entrance and he was always supposed to rescue Ahsoka. So that's what was supposed to happen. It wasn't that sh- they lost her and then they brought it back. I don't know. It kind of sounds, kind of sounds like uh, some time travel convenience there. Like, no, he was, it's not. He's, no, no, he's so it's definitely time travel. I don't know it's what like- he's smoking <laughs> about time travel. Cause it's definitely a it's, door. Yeah, it's, it's definitely time but travel. It's not, it's, it's, it's definitely it's, it's, t- it's definitely time travel, but but under the assumption that what happened, it's all under the same timeline. What happened happened, and you're not changing what happened. And and Filoni is smart enough. He's just like, well, no, he was always supposed to save her. But it's, it's still really time, time travel. travel. The person was always supposed to intend to do it. It's like if Mar- like Marty McFly was always supposed to do what he did, but he's still time traveled. Right. Right. There's he's no still, Biff. This isn't the Biff scenario right. <laughs> where Biff goes in and changes yeah. time, but it's still he still traveled through time. Like that happened. I know this because still, yeah. two seasons went by, <laughs> and then we were back in the same room. So, so there's this air now of uh, so. But before we mm-hmm. get into that, um, so she's in the world between worlds, which is time travel, but not really time travel. It's a library to where you can peer into different moments mm-hmm. in time. You know, you you, you can see. You know the the mall fight with with Obi Wan. You, you can see the Clone Wars. You can see a, a lot of the the OG stuff. Uh, it's not time travel. It's a canon event <laughs> from the Spider Verse. Yeah. That's great. Um, and, and Ahsoka ends up here in uh, at the end of the last episode. So that's where she is now. She's in the world between mm-hmm. worlds. Is she dead or is she alive? And she just was she pulled there because we see well we hear her voice calls out to her. Hello, Snips. And people were like, no, wait a minute. That that can't be. It's impossible. And we get the reveal. Boom. Hayden Christensen in a weird PlayStation looking <laughs> PlayStation model. Not even like, not even deep fake. Because apparently the guy they brought on to deep fake who did that amazing uh, Luke Skywalker for mm-hmm. uh, for Boba Fett. Did those great episodes. is not there anymore. Kind of strange. Because I think Kathleen said they don't, she doesn't want to mm-hmm. do that stuff anymore. Um, and also done with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, we see we see Anakin standing there, and uh, you know he he's surprised that he was she was there so soon, and the episode mm-hmm. cuts. 
And there's so many questions now, and it's going around the internet, right? We see Anakin Skywalker, we see Hayden Christensen standing there looking like a video game character, because <laughs> I don't think it's him on set. Um, I think, one, the, the effect looks okay because it's dark, but two, I think it would have been better if you had Hayden Christensen, if it was him on set, you know, you give him the wig, you de-age him a little bit, but it looks way too CG. We'll see in the mm -hmm. next episode what happens with that. Uh, it could very, very well be him, and that was just that one-off shot. But, uh, yeah, like, so when she went off the cliff, when Balin just slashed her, oh, get out of here, gotcha, uh, off the cliff, did was she pulled into this world beyond worlds? Like, Ezra pulled her into, is she dead? And now that's the afterlife for a Jedi, you know, she's technically a former Jedi. What's going on here, Chris? Well, what do you, well, how, how do you uh, make sense? I mean, clearly she was supposed, my head is saying she was supposed to be there, but clearly there's a bigger purpose where something's going on. Who the fuck knows at this point? <laughs> like, I don't know. This is a, it's it's such a weird, like high concept <laughs> thing that it's like, uh, I don't know. It's weird that like there was a whole big thing where they had to go through like it. It was very specific in that spot and they had to figure out how to work with the picture and they had to go through the picture. And that's how they got there. And then this one, she got thrown off a cliff and somehow ended up there. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> the, we're going to see what happens in the next episode. But uh, I mean, again, hopefully. Wait, wait, you want, you want troubles? You know, I, I was no, man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, it was a whole big thing when, like, it took them, like, two episodes to get into, like, into that world. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what uh, happens because clearly, like, we're, we're in yeah, uncharted we waters. Don't, we don't know. It's We, like, have a, a passing understanding of what that plane, like, what that plane is. But, like, also, like, why is there all of a sudden Anakin who is dead at this point showing up also with, with his droid arm yeah like you know like you, you, see, you see his glove he has so that's i don't know post count dooku hand being chopped off and that's his his yeah robot and arm, he doesn't look hand. is mm, that's really interesting did he look like a force ghost i don't think he looked like a force guy. no he just looked like no a guy. He, he didn't he didn't have the glow or anything it looked like like he yeah. was standing there you know looking like uh yeah like episode three you know he even has his his saber yeah. his episode three saber uh it, it's very interesting so it's like what's going to happen here like did she get pulled in is she dead is she alive we're between worlds i don't like the concept of time travel within star wars i think that's a bit too much i know like, like star wars is a, is a mm -hmm. space opera it's fantasy you know it's based off of a lot of things but i i, I think time travel i mean i heard some rebels fans too were not too keen when the worlds between worlds was introduced in the animated series um because when you introduce time travel in any property not just star mm -hmm. wars it gets messy it gets really messy. You you leave a lot of room for error because then you get into a web of writing <laughs> that you, if you don't untangle things for the audience in the right order, in the right way, if we can't mm -hmm. follow along with it, or if it just puts all the rules we've established to the side, then nothing means mm -hmm. anything. And it's just, okay, well, we can just do so. I mean, that's why the Marvel Cinematic Universe <coughs> is also in peril right now because, okay, we can time travel. Yeah. <laughs> we can just... Nothing really matters. We can go between worlds. There's multiverses. It, it, there's no stakes. There's a different universe. There's a multiverse. We can travel through them. Well, we'll fine. see. I mean, Nothing it sounds matters. like because Filoni um, has been like, this isn't time travel. Well, it is time travel, but I think it's going to be uh, like uh, Harry Potter, Prison of Azkaban rules where what happened happened. And if if you revisit, it doesn't change uh, what's going to happen. It was it always happened, even though you're there's two versions of you there, um, which is interesting. So that's my take on it. Again, still time travel. You're just not changing anything. 
still still app still oh, absolutely time travel <laughs> so yeah so hey who knows so uh leaving off there with the end of the episode the last thing we're gonna talk about here is chris the next episode episode five of the ahsoka show this is very interesting ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen um episode five out mm -hmm. of eight airs next week but here's the kicker the next episode of the ahsoka show is also going to be playing in movie theaters that's right that's right everybody it's going to be playing in movie theaters how crazy is the next episode of disney plus's star wars ahsoka that dave filoni said hey this next one is going to be on the big screen Okay, and uh, unfortunately, it's not every single theater across uh, the globe, even in America. It's select theaters. I mean, up here in the tri-city area of uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut, it's, you know, very uh, select to like one or two theaters. It was immediately gone when I went to select it, you know, the uh, AMC Empire in Manhattan rip <laughs> because that's just, you know, millions yep. of people looking at that all at once. Uh, rip to that uh, up in Boston mm -hmm. as well, where Chris is. There's there's a there's one theater that's showing it. Also, rip millions of people as well looking at that. So wherever you are, it was probably gone before you even knew that it was in mm -hmm. a movie theater. Too late. But man, I mean, uh, uh, Obi Wan sort of did the same thing, and some of the but it, it's never happened where I think it was like a mid season yeah. uh, type thing. I think Game of Thrones did it where it was uh, an episode or two for the beginning. Um, I think the finale of uh, either House of Dragon or Game of Thrones did it as well, but not like a mid-season. I mean, we're we're at the halfway point here. We're getting episode five next week. Chris, what is happening next week? I mean, we made the jump into hyperspace, so we're going to get Thrawn, the next one, Admiral Thrawn appearing. Are we going to see Ezra? I mean, movie theaters, Chris. The next episode, what? Yeah, man. I, I mean, fingers crossed that they the reason that they've been going so slow is that they know that they're going to be putting into high gear in the second half, which would be awesome. I'm into it, but also history has not shown that to be such. So cautiously optimistic. Um, I think it's great. That gets me hyped that, you know, they are wanting to show some of the stuff in the theater, which means, I mean, hopefully we get some good stuff. Um, I do think it's interesting. Like we just had kind of a big episode and usually after a big episode, there's usually a lot more exposition filling in the gaps that we were missing in the first few episodes. So is this going to be so action packed that it demands the theater? I don't know. I can imagine that we're going to get some amazing story beats because we're finally like this whole four episodes is trying to figure out how we're going to get over to save Thrawn and Ezra. And well, guess what? They're going now. And I don't know about you, but hyperspace, I think is pretty damn fast. So we're probably going to get there if not, at the beginning or middle of the episode at the end. So that episode six, we're going to be there, but like also we're about to have a conversation with freaking Darth Vader. Like what Darth Vader and Darth Vader's Padawan, like what is about to go down? Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I can only imagine I, I, Lonnie's probably going to start off the next episode. Very Star Wars like, right? Like maybe the eye of Scion, that, that huge ring that they were building in order to get mm -hmm. uh Thrawn's Thrawn back. You know that that sort of like blast in from hyperspace uh you know there's sort of like this big they, they show the size of it on screen taking up the mm. whole screen as it comes forward <laughs> you know it cuts over to to the bridge where you know they're getting readings it seems like a, a code a similar to uh you know the chimera 
you know, the name of a uh, Grand mm-hmm. Admiral Thrawn ship. And then, uh, you know, like them docking with the ship, Thrawn coming on board. We, we see that, but we see that over the shoulder shot in the trailer of him walking on. And we're going to see him from behind him in the shadow and seeing something along the lines of, it took you long enough. And then the frontal yeah. reveal of the shadow being lifted and boom, there he is all chist looking with his blue skin and red eyes. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, that's his, uh, that's, that's where race he is. He's a chist. Um, and then uh, we're going to get to the whole War Between Worlds with Anakin and Ahsoka Tano. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I hope I hope it's an hour long. I mean, it, it can't be like uh, I think like, it's fifty nine minutes. I think it's a it's supposedly a full hour. Mm, is that with credits? Because they were doing like six minute credits and all oh, that that's that garbage. True. That's yeah, true. yeah. So hopefully also wait, is it fifty nine or forty nine? Actually, it might be forty nine minutes. Hold on. Oh no! I mean, imagine going to the theater and watching the credits. But but if, if it's all <laughs> if it's all full of content, I think it's going to be great. But man, Dave Filoni said, "Listen, I'm cooking. We need this thing to be played in the theaters. Let's go." And then it's funny enough. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He didn't even know it was going to be in theaters. I'm like, "Yes, man. The next episode is going to be." in select movie theaters as well as yeah. released on disney plus i mean how incredible hey hats off to the people who actually were able to early enough i don't know how people found out so early um yeah. that you were able to click on gofobo and get like a and it's and it's a free ticket you just you just hit select and you get in there um bananas maybe some friends and family were alluded to, <laughs> to that but uh <laughs> yeah i mean it's got to be amazing seeing that in, in a theater i mean like i'm pretty sure there's going to be a gigantic shot of the chimera uh grand animal thrones uh, star destroyer you know it's probably gonna look huge and looming you know the guy himself is gonna be larger than life on screen and we're gonna have uh mickelson there play, portraying the character in live action as he did in the animated series so it's gonna be crazy i really hope we get something substantial um yeah where where this whole series goes obviously it's going into for those who don't know a movie is going to be coming tying in the disney star wars streaming verse with the mandalorian with boba fett um with all those characters there's gonna be a movie made by dave filoni who's making this uh this series so that's where this is all headed to hopefully this whole series doesn't end off in episode eight with a cliffhanger of hmm, tune in to next product i hope we get a oh pretty good substantial ending but who knows? Maybe the movie itself is is going to be Thrawn. Maybe that's when like the war starts, restarts, whatever. And you know, uh, the Thrawn says something along the lines of, "Hmm, you know, we need uh, the Empire needs to be coming back, but uh, we need to reestablish it." And this is your first order. <laughs> you know, say something corny to like introduce like the first order line or something. Some kind of hot tub time machine. <laughs> yes, one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Some kind of as he. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he looks into the camera, some kind of hot job time machine. He said the name of the movie <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> you know, I love one of my I, that moment gets me and I die laughing every time. Some sort of hot tub. Craig time Robinson machine. can do no wrong. God bless He's Craig Robinson. His his comedic timing is impeccable. That line gets me every single time. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Chris. Next episode, what do you want to see? What do you want to see go down? What are the, what are the main meat oh, potatoes here? Man, I, um, well, first of all, <laughs> I don't know if it's unpopular opinion. I don't really care that Hayden Christensen is back in this show. Ooh, feel, those are fighting words, man. There, I know, there, I know. There's some fans out there right now who are like, listen, at, at, Nor- <laughs> at, not, at not Chris, at Nortelius, yeah, bro, what on, are you smoking? Bring it on. Listen. At him. Listen. Dave Filoni did wonderful things with the Anakin character. It was great. Awesome. 
but I'm still I feel like I'm still burned from Obi Wan on on the character. Like, ugh, I just I I just don't care. Uh, like, let the dead be dead. In, 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 <laughs> let in the your TV show, die. kill let it, the past yeah. die, kill it. <laughs> uh, I'm there's so much more like cool strands and stuff that they could be exploring right now. Um, like, do we really need her to have a conversation with Anakin? It was the same reason, like in in Kenobi, that mid that mid season fight. I hated that so much. Like, why? Like, it it just it just took it took the bite out of the later fight, and which also then took the bite out of what happens in the New Hope. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what to expect in the next episode. I hope it's great. I'm I'm excited for where the story's headed, but I'm I'm excited that she's in the world between. I'm more excited about where she is than who she's talking to. Let's put it that way. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm exci- I'm I'm ready for it. Nine o'clock on Tuesdays, man. I'm I'm in it. I'm I mean, yeah. y- your boy didn't get tickets to the theater, but you know what? Like I'm gonna see it the same day anyways, and I'll be on my couch. So I'm I'm not exactly not and- knocking it. Man, I really echo that sentiment. That's a good point with, with the Kenobi show because, man, a lot of us who who watched, you know, uh, that Kenobi show were really sort of disappointed with, you know, like its outcome, the way the characters were treated. <laughs> I remember I was uh, <laughs> I was talking to uh, 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 my dad about it. And he was, man, the man, Obi-Wan is sissy. Like, <laughs> like, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Oh man, we we, we had a, we oh, had a, oh, like a really fun conversation about it. But, but yeah, I mean, you have Anakin, you have Hayden Christensen. And it's just like you, you you wasted it last time. Yeah. You had him there, and and he should have been. They should have been the main focus of that story. So it's like, I mean, maybe maybe Filoni's the guy to actually do something with it. I mean, he knows him very well. Like he, he's crafting the story. But again, I mean, I pointed out in this podcast a lot of conveniences, a lot of fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. stuff, where things only work if. You think Filoni just needed to work for the script, and I, I don't know. The guy is cooking; he's doing some good stuff. I'm liking what he's doing, but there are some Listen. questionable things here, right? I, I, don't, I don't glaze the guy, but if it know. serves the story, I'm all for it. But uh, but bring him back just to bring him back because we haven't really seen Hayden Christensen be Darth Vader post Darth Vader, with the exception of Kenobi. But that was you know quick hits, and we didn't really see much of the Anakin character. He, with the exception of that that final showdown episode. Um, which again, like what, who actually asked for that? Um, <laughs> like, I just, tell us I, how I, you really feel. Chris. <laughs> oh my God. I, I would have been fine. I would have been perfectly fine if it, Darth Vader, like would never, I would be okay with Darth Vader being in that show. But like the fact that they actually met up like twice in that show was dumb. They should have been always cat and mouse, just missing each other the whole time. Big fight with Reva at the end, skip the whole end thing with Luke, and I would have been in, in a much better shape. Um, this uh, again, do something good with the character, make him make it matter that he's back. Don't just have him being like, You've come a long way, Ahsoka. I'm proud of you. I'm sorry what happened. Fade into the black, never to be heard from again. Like, that's dumb, but that's probably what's gonna happen. Let's be perfectly honest. Or the other but, theory is, uh, uh, in, in the realm of the Mortis, he is the son, so he's one of the you know, the embodiments of the dark side. It's not actually that could be. Anakin. It's actually uh, it's another being there to that would rule coming showing yeah. up in the form of Anakin. That actually is actually a hundred percent on brand. Um, I would love. I think I said this before. I would love for them just to do like duel the fate, like just do the script, just do the script. The only thing that's different is Kylo Ren's dead, but like everything else basically falls into place, and you're still good. I'm so I'm very interested to see where this is going because 
on one hand, in both the Bad Batch and in Mandalorian, they kind of hint at the whole cloning thing and the Empire's looking into cloning tech, seemingly trying to retcon and make the fact that the Emperor came back like a thing. I'm wondering if Filoni was just like, maybe that didn't work. Let's do something simpler. Let's do the world between worlds. And then someone goes in, reaches in and friggin' pulls like snaps Palpatine out of the air and bam, he's back on the board. Um, it would be kind of dumb because I'd rather see something interesting happening with the cloning thing. Cause they've already again, established it in two shows, which has still yet to have any payoff. Um, but I could see him, him trying to do it this way because Filoni's big jam is being like, all right, let's take the gripes that people had with the sequel trilogy or the prequel trilogy. And let's, let's fill in those gaps with my show, the clone wars and rebels and things like that and make it interesting. Um, and I think he could do it. He could be up to the task, but you're right. Like time travel gets messy. No one wanted the emperor to come back anyway. So if you're trying to take a shortcut, just to snag him out of the air in the world between worlds, that's dumb. But if you are telling me that son of Mortis is just showing up in Anakin form, I'm on board. Let's do this. Let's friggin' blow people's minds right now. <laughs> Let's freaking go. Yeah, man. So hopefully uh, the next episode is a banger. I mean, it kind of has to be if it's in uh, theaters. Um, hopefully they do something with Anakin of substance, just like Chris said. Uh, probably definitely going to see Thrawn. I mean, we blasted off in the hyperspace. It would be crazy if it's being shown in theaters and we don't see Thrawn. I think this is the moment. Especially because uh, each of these episodes, just like the other Disney Plus shows, are each directed by different directors. I mean, there's an overall writer, so here mm -hmm. it's Dave Filoni. Um, but Filoni is helming the next episode that's going to be in theater. So I, I, I can't wait, man. I think it's going to be something good to sink our teeth into. We're all going to be staying up. And thank goodness it's no longer like a midnight 3 a.m. <laughs> release <laughs> of these shows. It's actually a good time for us here in the East Coast, 9 yeah. at night, so we can actually like watch it. And have a good amount of time to, to see and, you know, like not have to uh, avoid the Internet and all that good <laughs> stuff. But, yeah, man, uh, what did you guys think of Ahsoka so far? Um, so far, so good. I think a lot of people are enjoying it. There are some gripes from some of the general audience, even from some of the Rebels fans. So <laughs> Star Wars fandom sort of mixed on it. But I think overall, it's been uh, a good series so far, giving us some good Star Wars content something for us to chew it's on. It's good. It hopefully. could be better, but it's still good. It's still yeah, it's, way yeah. better than Kenobi. <laughs> it's and way, way better, better than, than Boba Kenobi. Fett. <laughs> and if you were to be a betting man and, and go back in time and, and be like, okay, bet in the future, which one of these shows would be the best? Obi-Wan Kenobi, Boba Fett, you know, or, or Ahsoka. Like, there's no way you would put money down uh, on Ahsoka being the better one. <laughs> Most people of, like, would say, Boba Fett who's Ahsoka? <laughs> true 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 let's go back in the past to when ah ahsoka existed but but yeah let's let, let's let's say one of the, one of those shows there's no way you would bet on ahsoka being the better one out of all of them yeah which is insane but uh yeah that's the times that we live in and that's all the time we have for this episode thank you for listening make sure to join us live every thursday night at 9 p.m eastern on twitch you can also watch these episodes up on youtube as well we'll see you guys later or we'll see you another time